seventh Dharma talk, and our topic for today is uh, realization and love, or we can say love from realization. And uh, as usual, we will start with uh, an experiment. So it might take some time this experiment. So please make sure you are very comfortable, so you can sit or you can lie down, whatever you want. Uh, just be comfortable. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope it's not going to hurt too much. So uh, close your eyes when you're ready. <coughs> so let's remember where we are in the process. So we started with uh, the topic of service and we have realized that all our actions here are actions of service or when we act in service we act to support existence and when we support existence our own existence is supported as well. So first create this intention of being useful, of serving, and that this moment now is a moment of service. And see how your mind reacts to that intention. And then we talked about willpower and we said we are not slaves to the mind we are not slaves to desires and aversions but we have the willpower and we can initiate actions as we wish so bring this idea that you are not a slave and the force is in your hands and see how the mind reacts to this or what happens in the mind when we realize that we are not we are not slaves but we are the masters and then we talked about non attachment and see that you are not attached to results you are satisfied with only doing this action doesn't matter what the results are and see what happens in the mind when there are no more expectations no more looking for something or fearing something but there is satisfaction and see how your mind changes with this and this mind that is not attached that is a good servant 
and that is used for serving, this is the meditative mind. And see how still and clear it becomes. The moment we understand what we are doing here, who we are, and what we do, how we do it. And see this is in this meditative mind naturally appears equanimity. With this mind you can face the world, your life, with whatever it brings, because you are no longer bound by I like it or I don't like it. You can meet easy situations and difficult ones. You can be in equanimity towards success and failure. You can meet life with a balanced mind. Dealing with the situation, yes, it can be difficult. But it doesn't destroy you. It doesn't knock you off your feet. With the meditative mind, you can look at the situation, meet it, and act accordingly. And see that with this, with this meditative mind, the veil is lifted. You are no longer, no longer blinded by your own thoughts and emotions but you can see through the mind all the way to the situation to reality and you can see reality as it is sadness and happiness yes it is in the mind difficult or easy is in the mind I can do it I cannot do it is in the mind I'm a wonderful person I'm a horrible person all of this is in the mind. But if we have the meditative mind, the clear mind, then we can see all the way through to the things itself. And then we see, we get the wisdom of how things really are, not how we perceive them to be. How we are really, not how we perceive ourselves to be. And just look at your life, at life around you, and at yourself for a moment, with the meditative mind. And when we are able to get to look at life with the meditative mind, we get the wisdom that all things are empty of impressions. The thing is not beautiful or ugly. The food is not tasty or not. The food is food. The thing is a thing. And 
So life starts to appear as it is. Emotions are not bad or good. Emotions are not should be there and not or not be there. Emotions are emotions, are objects of perception like everything else. And then when we are not stuck in the veil of our own self telling us this is impossible or this is good or this is bad, then we can look at life and we can see how we change it. We can see the movement all the time, another thing appearing and another thing. And then we can realize another thing, that we are the ones that are looking at life. We are the ones that perceive, perceive all the different objects. And it is the objects that are moving and changing. But we are only the seers. We are the lookers. And we keep on looking. Doesn't matter what appears. This is wisdom. So look at your life with all of it. And see that all along you have been looking. You have been the one that was aware. But your life was full of experiences. All of them the same. Whether they were bad or good, they were only objects that you were aware of. And all of them were changing, all of them were temporary. And when we can get this wisdom, then we start to see the glory of life. Then we have the full realization of what life is. An endless appearances of endless things <laughs> again and again appearing and disappearing. Endless forms, endless sounds, <coughs> endless situations and emotions and thoughts, <coughs> all of them appearing and disappearing, all the people, all the animals, all the plants. It doesn't matter if you like it or not, it doesn't matter what you think about it. In the meditative mind, all of this doesn't matter, but you can finally perceive the glory of creation. And what is this glory? It is the glory of things created, of the power to create. This is the glory. Everything only shows the power to create. Now think of, think of objects, all of them created, all of them will one day be destroyed. Does it matter if it is a bottle 
or a computer or a gun. If we are in a meditative mind, what do we see? We only see the power of creation. Another thing created, another object created, this object one day will disappear. And now think of your situations in life, different experiences you had. See the glory of them. What is the glory? All of these situations appearing and disappearing, showing you the power of creation. Does it matter if these experiences were nice or not, difficult or not? All of them only show the power of creation. Another situation created, another situation created. And then think of all the plants and the animals. What are they? What is their glory? Does it matter if it's a tree or a flower? or a snake, or a dog? What do they show? What is their glory? They only show the glory of creation, the power to create. Another thing is created, this thing one day is going to be destroyed. And now think of uh, your thoughts. We have the good thoughts and the negative thoughts. This is without a meditative mind. But with a meditative mind, what we are going to see when we look at thoughts? What is the glory of thoughts? Another thought created, another thought is destroyed. Created and destroyed or appearing and disappearing. Does it matter if it's a nice thought or a bad thought? If I think of how I want to serve the world or how I want to rape somebody, does it matter? When we see the glory of creation, it is only another thing created. And this thing one day will go away. With a meditative mind, we can see beyond the good (coughs) and the bad. We can see the life as it is. And now let's go to emotions. What is the glory of emotions? See the power of creation. Does it matter if it's a good feeling or a bad feeling? If it's happiness? or sadness, if it's pleasure or suffering, if it is love or hate, does it matter? See all emotions in their glory, showing the power of creation, again and again, the same power in all things, so it doesn't matter what we think about them. Because with the meditative mind, 
there is not comparisons, there are not values. With a meditative mind, with the eyes of wisdom, we can see the glory of reality. And now see yourself. And see the glory of yourself. What is your glory? Is not your good qualities like they taught us? It is the fact that like all other things, we are a manifestation of the power of creation. And like all things, we are created, and like all things, one day we will be destroyed. And now see the glory of creation, the power of creation in all things, in all life. In the most noble person and in the most horrible rapist or murderer. In the most wonderful feelings and in the most horrible feelings. In the most pleasant loving situation and the most hateful situation in peace and in war see that all of them are a manifestation of the same thing of the power of creation and let's take a moment of silence to be with this glory finally all life can appear in front of us What is revealed when we see the power of creation? That we see all creation the same. Is there still place for hate, for trouble? Even if hate appears and we see it as the glory of creation, what happens to it? And we cannot see the difference between a diamond and a stone and a piece of shit. What happens when we see all of it as part of the same glory? And maybe you can notice that something else 
something different happens in the system. I'm going to use a word that is, uh, well, we have to be careful, but I hope we are going to understand it. This expansion, we, this uh, wholeness, maybe wholeness is a good word, because everything finally becomes a whole. Everything finally becomes complete. All life finally can appear. And with this, love to all of it, because all of it here is only showing the power of creation. Us and all the rest. But it's not the love, like this temporary emotion, that is, today we love, but we love an object or we love a person. But this is the love understanding or that uh, is in the that comes as a result of realizing that all life is only a manifestation of the power to create. And now imagine yourself living this way. That whatever comes, you can look at it with your meditative mind and realize its glory. That it is only another manifestation of the power to create. And every time you look at yourself with all your confusing ideas and all your criticism and all of that, and you see criticism, as only a manifestation of the power to create. And you see confusion as the manifestation of the power to create. You see this creation in all. How is your life going to be? And let's just stay here for another minute in silence. So, with a meditative mind, 
when we are in equanimity, when we are no longer blind by our own thoughts and feelings, then we can finally see life. And many people think that if they are aware of their own thoughts and feelings, that this is the life. How many times I hear that, that if we don't feel, if we are not in this, with the feelings, then what is life? But life exists beyond our feelings, because it exists here, outside. And we, when we are only aware of what we feel or what we think, we are blind to life. We cannot see it. We can only see ourselves. But with a meditative mind and with this equanimity facing life, then we can start to see life and we can start to get the wisdom. And we can start to see how things really are, how they don't depend on what we think of them. How what we think of them is not in the thing itself. It is in us, but not in the thing. And the things can be this outer reality, the stuff, you know, the earth, the water, the, all these objects. But reality is also the thoughts and the feelings. So the thoughts and the feelings are not what we think of them. Many of us think that fear is bad and happiness is good. And we cannot see what fear and happiness really is. It is only another object of perception. And we don't see many things um, because we think they are bad and we are pushing them away all the time not to see it. For example, if you have a bad memory, immediately you want to push it away, not to look at it, because you don't see the memory. You see your idea that the memory is bad. But if we can be in equanimity, then... I can face this memory and then I can look at it. And if I look at it as it is, I will understand this memory is not good or bad. What is it? It is a memory. And imagine being able to look at all your life like this. What is your life? It's not good or bad. Nobody did anything to you. It is only a collection of experiences. Each experience is not good or bad, but an experience. And the same when you look at yourself. You are not good or bad, critic, uh, or a critic person or a horrible person or a shy person. This is, doesn't exist. This exists in your perception of yourself. But are you able to look at yourself? You are not wonderful and you are not horrible. You are another object in the world. You are another person. So we start to get the wisdom because we can start to look at all things as they are. And we realize all <coughs> things are objects of perception, no divisions there. Yes, all life is the same. There is no difference between a, a diamond and a piece of shit. There is no difference between a murderer and a, a Nobel Prize winner. All of them are only objects of perception. And we also understand that we are the ones that are perceiving all of this.
And if we have this wisdom, from the wisdom comes realization. Realization of the full nature of reality, of what really is there in the things. And then we start to realize that all things are only manifestations. They are only showing the power to create. It doesn't matter if it is a thought, or a feeling, or a stone, or a tree, or a person. In the basic, in the essence, what are all of them? Only a manifestation of the power of creation. And then it takes different forms, and we are so occupied with the forms, and we live in divisions. But in the essence, all are the same. All of them only show the glory of life, the glory of creation. And imagine how it is to live like that, to see in all things the glory of creation, in a good experience and in a bad experience, in all the different people, in all the different emotions, there is not good emotion and bad emotion, but both of them are showing you <coughs> creation. That is all. And you yourself, you are only a manifestation of creation. That is all. Uh, and for yoga, this is realization. To realize what that our true nature our essence, and then we understand we are no different than others, and others are no different than us, and this power to create uh, of creation is there inherent in everything that ever existed. And we know that all things that have come to existence, all of them will one day stop to exist, and we can see the whole glory of creation. And what happens when we see that? When we went beyond mind and the good and the bad, and we can see all life, only life, only life in everything. From this realization, the love, but it's not this love that today is uh, object dependent. You know how you love certain people and you hate others, or you love certain places and you don't like others. Not this kind of love, but the love that origins from the realization that everything is only created to manifest this creation, this power. That all of us are the <coughs> same, whether we are alive or, or like a living thing or a plant or an object. And then we start to understand that uh, our sorrows and our happiness is the same like all people. And we see the, the happiness and the sorrows of other peoples like our own. All of them are only manifestations of creation. And all life forms only striving for good and only trying to support life. Have you noticed? All plants, what are they doing? Not trying to survive. 
all animals, what are they doing? Trying to survive. All people, all of us trying to survive, trying to avoid mm, suffering. All of us the same. And then there is this compassion. Then there is this love to all that is created and to all that is going to one day disappear. So we don't have to fake this love. We only have to realize the true nature of things and it will come naturally in us. <coughs> and in the Bhagavad Gita, it is so nice how they put it. <coughs> Sorry. They have three <coughs> chapters talking about this uh, realization and love. It starts from chapter 10. And uh, the title, I will just uh, start with the titles, is called uh, Divine Glory. So first we see the glory of everything. And then the, the uh, chapter 11 is called the Cosmic Vision. Then we understand, uh, oh, we have the, yeah, the vision of all life, how it's created, how all things move in life, how all of us strive for the good, how all of us one day will die. And we start to be one, we, or we understand that we are part of all of this. We are no different. And then the chapter 11, uh, 12 is the way of love. Because after we have realized all of this, what is left or what we will come to, is this love to all, this compassion to all. And imagine when you understand that all things only manifest the power of creation. And in all this creation there is only one purpose, to achieve good, to avoid suffering. And that you are no, not different from anything else that created this will to live, this uh, fear of dying is inherent in all things that are alive. What is the point in harming another life? It's like harming yourself. What is the point of destroying something that exists? It's like destroying yourself because all of them are like you, only a manifestation of the power of creation. And then we become one. Not because we have to connect to something, but because we can finally see how things really are and we understand that only in form we look different, but in essence we are all the same. <clears throat> and I will read a few lines from this. From, uh, let's see. From chapter 10. It says, I am the, the origin from which all creatures develop. The wise ones remember this and uh, worship me with devotion and love. I will read it in Hebrew also. 
אני המקור שמתוכו כל היצורים מתפתחים. החכמים זוכרים זאת וסוגדים לי במסירות ובאהבה. So this power of creation, which I like to call potential, is the source of all things. It is all a potential, and this potential has the ability to manifest in many different forms. And when we have the eye to the wise eye, the wisdom eye to see this, then what we will worship is not the form, the different forms. This is what we are attached to now. But we will start to worship the force of creation, this potential to create. And I find it that when we know this, that all of it, all life is only this potential of creation taking many different forms, then we can start to work with it in our life. Because we understand we have to nourish this potential when we want something to grow. And that the shape, the form can be many different things. But it is without this potential and without nourishing this potential, nothing will grow. And then it says, uh, Okay, in chapter uh, 27, oh, sorry, chapter 12, <laughs> it says uh, wonderful things. Uh, it's uh, a few lines, but it's uh, wonderful to read. It goes like this. Uh, those who have no, uh, no bad intentions, uh, th- those I love, those who are... Um, friendly and compassionate, that live beyond the perception of mine and I, and of pleasure and pain. We read in Hebrew, but I didn't translate it so good, but okay. את מי שאין בו זדון, אותו אני אוהב. את מי שחברותי ורחום חי מעבר לתפיסה של אני ושלי ושל הנאה וכאב. So we say, I love the, uh, the, the person, the one that has no bad intentions, that is friendly and uh, compassionate, that lives beyond the idea of I and mine and pleasure and pain. And then he continues and he says, uh, patient, uh, satisfied with uh, self-control, steady in his beliefs, uh, with all his heart and mind given to me or directed to me. In such a person, I am in love. And he says, now wonderful thing, he says, doesn't bother the world and is not bothered by the world. He is not carried by, uh, I don't know, elations or some high experiences, uh, he's not carried by high experiences, um, competition, and fear. He is my loved one. In Hebrew, לא מטריד את העולם ולא מוטרד על ידו. הוא לא נסחף על ידי התעלות, תחרות ופחד. הוא אהובי. 
He is unattached, pure, efficient, uh, without judgment, never in fear, not selfish in all his doings. He is my, my whatever, and he is very dear to me. He is my companion, let's say. <laughs> oh, I don't know. הוא בלתי צמוד, טהור, יעיל, חסר פניות, לעולם לא חרד, לא אנוכי בכל יוזמותיו. הוא דבק שלי, הוא מאוד יקר לי. Uh, dear to me is the one who doesn't chase the pleasant and doesn't avoid the unpleasant. Doesn't grief, doesn't covet, uh, uh, you know, like חומד, uh, doesn't uh, want things that don't belong to him. Or, and allow things to come and go as they happen. יקר לי מי שאינו רודף אחרי הנעים או מתרחק מהלא נעים. אינו מתאבל, אינו חומד, ומאפשר לדברים לבוא וללכת כפי שהם מתרחשים. This person looks as a, at a friend and an enemy in the same attitude. He doesn't, uh, over, is not overwhelmed with praise. And is not uh, put down with blame. He is uh, in equanimity, in heat and cold, in pleasure and pain, uh, released or free from selfish attachments. Dovek ze hamibit al chaver voyev beyachas zehe sheino mutach mishvachim veino mushpal meashma shve nefesh bechom uvekor anaav ekev meshuchar mitzamduyot enochiyot. Uh, in equanimity, in uh, respect and non-respect, silence, always realized, uh, in harmony everywhere, steady in his belief. This person is dear to me. Shve nefesh bekavod ubechoser kavod, shaket, memumash tamid, beharmonia bekol makom, yatsiv beemunato, echad kazeh hu yakarli. So, this is, uh, for me, very interesting to ask why, what is the idea here of love and all these different qualities that uh, the text mentions. And when you say, this person is dear to me, or this person I love, or I'm in love with, means that this person is one with life. It's not that there is there another person that loves him. Only that is like life is loving him. He is one with life. He allows everything to manifest. He allows the things to be created. The heat and the cold. The pleasant and unpleasant. The friend and the enemy. This is why life is in love with us. When we are like this. You understand this idea? And you, hmm? What? Unconditioned. Yeah, unconditioned. And it's not that we love, but we are part of all this love. We don't block it. But with our regular minds, are we, are we showing the, life, the love of the life? No, not at all. We are so, we love this and we don't love that. And we always try to push away some things and to hold other things. But when we are in this, when we realize the glory of creation, when we realize that everything is only manifesting the power of creation, then we are in love. We are loved by life. 
and we are in life, in love with life. And this is where yoga takes us. So uh, this is it. For you to practice, start to see everything here as power, the same power of creation. You see the tree, you say, oh, here is the power of creation. You see a stone, a power of creation. You see a thought, oh, this is the power of creation. You see a, a pain in the leg, what is it? It's no longer pain in the leg. It's again a manifestation of the power of creation. Practice to see things like this. And you will see. And then there is another quote here. I will tell, tell it from my memory. It says, those who see me in everything, they realize me truly. So if we can see this power of creation in everything, then we can see. But when we say this is part of creation, but this is not, then we are still blind. Okay? So, uh, let's finish with a moment of silence. And for a moment, just bring all your life with all the experience, the nice ones, the not nice ones, yourself, whatever. And for a moment, just see all of it. All the breakups, all the falling in love, all the good times, the bad times, the difficult times. All of it only showing the power of creation. And see the love that results from that. And let's bring our palms together. And we can say thank you for the pleasure of being here and studying and practicing together. And may the result of our efforts be for the benefit of all creation. Thank you.